Well, hey, everyone, and I hope that all of y'all are having a fantastic week so far. For those of you who are out of school, I hope your summer is off to a great start. I want to welcome y'all back to this week's episode of the College and Career Podcast. I'm your host, Carson Hall. I'm the College and Career Pastor here at Maysville Baptist Church, and I'm so glad that you chose to listen in this week for our podcast. This week we're going to be back in our study of Proverbs, looking at Proverbs chapter 4. So, we will continue on with this study. I hope you all have your Bibles ready, whether that's the physical copy of God's Word or on your phone. And I'm looking forward to digging in a little deeper to God's Word together today. So, just to kind of get the thoughts rolling here, who's has everybody been hiking before, or has anybody been hiking? I'm, I love to hike, especially if there is some trout fishing involved somewhere along the trail when hiking. Typically, I love to do some backcountry fly fishing. So typically, you got to hike a little ways before you get to the river. So I love a little hiking and trout fishing. Typically, you go somewhere to hike. It's a trail. Oftentimes, the more popular ones are very well kept up. There will be bridges built to help you cross creeks and streams. Signs or trail markers will often be on trees somewhere along the trail to help you keep on the path, you know, make sure you don't get off the path and get lost. And we'll often tell you either, you know, how far you've hiked or how far you have to go to the destination like the waterfall or the top of the mountain. Very close to us is actually the southernmost trailhead of probably the most famous hiking trail in the United States. The Appalachian Trail is approximately 2,190 miles long. It stretches all the way from here in Georgia all the way to Maine. The Appalachian Trail, or the AT for short, typically takes a through hiker, which is somebody that hikes the trail from beginning to end, whether they start in Maine and end in Georgia or start in Georgia and end in Maine without coming off the trail, five to seven months to complete. With the through hiker hiking an average of 12 to 16 miles a day. Now, I know what y'all are thinking. That's a lot. And trust me, I, for any of y'all that have been hiking, a two to three mile hike is a good little hike. Hiking 12 to 16 miles a day for five to seven months. That's a lot of hiking. Honestly, it's something that I would actually love to do in bits and pieces. I don't know if I could do the whole thing all at once or really want to, if I'm being honest. But. The whole thing all the way through would be a incredible hike to accomplish. When hiking, it's very easy to sometimes get off the trail. Whether that's to go look at something or find an easier path around an object. But in doing that, we leave the path. And oftentimes, it's hard to find that path again. If you lose focus on the path and your end goal, oftentimes it's hard to find your path again. 
we can end up off the trail. Today, as we look at chapter 4, we are going to see, as Christians, how we must focus on the just path in the pursuit of God. Before we dive into our text, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all you've done for us, dear God. God, thank you for your word, God, and I pray that you just speak to us through your word, dear God, and open the minds and hearts of everybody to your word, dear God, that we may seek your true wisdom through your word, through your teachings, dear God. In your holy name I pray, amen. So if you have your Bible, please join me in Proverbs chapter 4. In our typical fashion, what we'll do is we will read through our passage and then break it down from there. So join me in Proverbs 4, 1. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender, and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness. They drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. As we begin in our text, as we look at verses 1 through 9, we see a very similar opening statement that thoroughly encompasses much of what we see in the openings of chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3 calling us into recollection and pricking our ears to call attention once more to what the author of our text is saying. As we all know, and as we have been taught when reading, if we encounter repetition, we must pay attention, because if it's repeated, it's important, and we should pay attention. 
What we see here in the opening of our text is once again a call to us to the importance of listening and following the wise biblical instruction and teaching of parents. All too often when we are being shown something by our parents or an elder who is trying to give us good, godly advice rooted and founded in biblical wisdom, we will quickly discredit it and not accept the instruction we see here. We see here when we look at the text, Solomon is directly speaking against that. When we begin instruct, when we begin hearing those and being instructed by parents or elders, we often discredit that, thinking, "Oh, what do they know?" Or they haven't gone through what I'm going through. They're, they've never experienced what I'm experiencing. How can they help? All the while not taking into account that those individuals who are advising you, trying to give you good godly wisdom, teaching you, have possibly, for reference, hiked the path that you're hiking right now. They may have already been on this portion of the trail. They may have already gone through what you're going through. When God has blessed us with individuals, parents, elders, friends who are trying to give you good, biblically rooted wisdom, we are called not to discredit it. We are called not to forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth, as we see in verse 5. We are called to walk in the path of biblical wisdom and teaching and not turn from it. We are called to pursue wisdom, as we see in our text, looking at verses six and nine. Or excuse me, six through nine. We see in these verses another appearance of the personification of wisdom, Lady Wisdom, that character we were introduced to in a chapter before. So, when reading this text, we know when we see the word "her" here, when it is used, that word is pointing to wisdom. As we look at this section, make a mental note distinguishing that when the text says her, it's referring to wisdom. We see as we look at these verses, verses 6 through 9 here, how we are not to forsake wisdom and how wisdom will preserve you. As we look at verse 6, we see how if we stay in wisdom, continue to pursue wisdom, it will preserve you. If you follow the Lord and pursue biblical wisdom, that wisdom will guide you away from situations or relationships that may lead you astray from the path that we as a Christian should walk. The path that is our growing closer to God through these next few verses, we see the effects of pursuing wisdom. We see in verse 7 how wisdom is the principal thing. It is the most important and the first thing that we should go after. We must pursue biblical wisdom and the things of the Lord. When we see that, we see how we should pursue wisdom first. Don't pursue the things of this world. Don't pursue wisdom that comes from the world. But pursue God and his word. Pursue the wisdom that comes from him. True wisdom. As we continue through our text, we look at these next few verses 
in verse 10, we see again a call to receive the sayings of our Father, receive the wisdom that comes from the Bible, wisdom that is rooted in the Word of God. And the years of your life will be many. Now, just as we discussed last week, this is not a promise of a longer life. But if you walk in wisdom of the Lord and keep the path of the just, if you don't, for instance, party, if you don't drink, if you don't do drugs or engage in immoral relationships, these truths are more than likely to provide a longer life. Take hold of the wisdom of the Lord and apply it to your life. Don't just hear this and let it go in one ear and out the other, but apply it. Make it a part of us. As we look at verse 11 and 12, we see how if we accept wisdom and apply it to our lives, make it a part of us, when we walk our steps, we'll not be hindered. When we run, we will not stumble. Now what this is saying here is this is not, oh, if you trust in God as your Savior and pursue his wisdom, everything is going to be easy and hunky-dory. For example, this text is not saying if you're a Christian and you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you're going to have the easiest hike ever. There's not going to be any hills, no mountains, no rocks, no roots in the way, no creeks to cross. It's all going to be smooth sailing. It's not saying that. It's not saying that at all. But the beauty of this passage here is that it is saying that when the hike that is life has those ups and downs, those mountains to climb, those rocks and roots in the trail, those high points, those low points in life. God has given us the wisdom through his word to not have our steps hindered by those hard times, by those really good times. And the wisdom that is to not stumble. We must focus on God and applying his wisdom to our lives. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let the wisdom of the Lord take it. Do not take it for granted and apply it to our lives. We are warned in the next few verses to not enter the path of the wicked. To not leave the hiking trail for something on the side. We are warned not to travel in the path of evil and to turn from it, to pass from it. In life as a Christian, there are going to be temptations. When those circumstances arise, it may seem easier to step off the path to avoid a root or a rock. We must not rely on worldly things and worldly wisdom to ease our problems. We are to seek the Lord and his wisdom in life. The world is going to throw challenges at you that at times may seem unbeatable. There may be times as Christians where you may just want to give up. But we see in verse 8 of Proverbs 2 how the Lord guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. We must not bend to what may seem easy. We mustn't leave the path we are on. When life throws an obstacle, we are to rely on God and his wisdom. We see in James verse James chapter 1, excuse me, in verses 2 and 4, 
or two through four, excuse me, how we are to count it all joy when we fall into various trials. It says in verse two through four, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let this patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. When we fall into various trials, when life gets hard, we are to count it all joy. I know that's a whole lot easier said than done, but we are to keep in our minds that we mustn't run away from God in those hard times. We must run to God in those trials. And be thankful that those trials will only push us closer to God and to grow in him. One of my favorite quotes comes from Warren Wearsby where he says, and I quote, The will of God is not for the curious. It is for the serious. As Christians, we can't just be fair-weather Christians. I'm sure we all know a few people who are fair-weather fans of a sports team that whenever things are going good, they're huge fans, they wear all the merchandise, they wear the Georgia hat, they wear the Georgia shirt. They always talk about the team, talk about the stats. But if they have a losing season or have a rough year, they switch teams. They start wearing the winning team's merchandise. They start talking about that team or they don't talk about a team at all as Christians we cannot do that we have to be serious in our faith we can't just be faithful and live for Christ when good when things are going well or things are easy when the trail is smooth we see in verses 18 through 19 the difference in paths you can walk We see the path of the just is shining like the sun and shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. As to where the way of the wicked is like darkness, they do not know what makes them stumble. God reveals to those who pursue him and his wisdom the knowledge to get through and over what may make them stumble. And the closer to God you grow, the more he shows us But the way of the wicked is like darkness. It's confusing. When life gets hard, they will not even see what makes them stumble. Like an alcoholic who can't figure out why his life is upside down. Because when life gets hard, he seeks the bottle. As to where Christians were called to seek the Bible. In Psalms 119.105 it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We are to seek true knowledge and wisdom that is in the Bible to show us how to live, how to light our path continuing in Christ. Going on in our text, we see in these next few verses how we are to lend our ear again to wisdom. That comes from the Lord in verses 20 through 23. How we are to put away the things of this world. And the advice or the wisdom that is from the world. From the deceitful mouth. From perverse lips. In verse 24. As we come to the end of our passage. We see 
in verse 25 through 27, looking at this, we see how as we are living our life, as we are hiking through life, if you will, think of life as a hike. We are to keep our eyes and our hearts focused ahead of us. We are to focus on God, not the things of this world. We are to ponder our path. Think about what we are doing. Think about how we live our lives. Live our lives intentionally for God and not for ourselves. We are not to turn to the right or to the left. We are to remove our foot from evil. I'm sure we've all driven a car before. If you are driving and you look out the window to the right or to the left, eventually you'll start to sway either way. Same thing happens when we walk. If you're walking in a path, down a path, and you look to the right or to the left, the same thing happens. If you're dealing with a temptation, don't let it take control of you. Don't stare at it. Keep your eyes focused on God. Don't continue to look at it. Keep walking. Don't let that temptation pull you off your path. Keep your eyes focused on God. And not on the things of this world. I challenge you all to put on your proverbial hiking boots. And stay on the path. Stay focused on God. And walking in his righteousness. Walk the path of the just. Today. If you're listening. And some of the things of the world are tempting you. I challenge you to realign your focus on God. Get back on the path and walk in the path of the just. Walk in His wisdom. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for all you do for us, dear God. And thank you for providing your Son for us, sending your Son to die on a cross for our sins, dear God. We're all so unworthy of the grace you extended through the death of your Son on the cross for us, dear God. But we're also unworthy of that love, but you love us anyway. God, I pray that we don't take that love for granted. I pray that you just help us and encourage us to glorify you with all we do. In your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in today to the College and Career Podcast. Again, if any of you have any questions or need to talk about anything, please contact me at carsonhall.mbc at gmail.com. I'd love to answer any questions. I hope you all have a blessed day. Thank you.